Hoffaday, and welcome to another episode of A Fistful of Talent. I'm your host, Jonah Goncharfrith, senior producer for KUM News. And before we get started, I just want to remind everyone um, to make sure you head on over to the KUM Podcast Network. Subscribe because you get alerts every time there's a new podcast that's uploaded, such as this one. And you can find that on Pandora, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Now, over a year ago, um, I headed back to KUAM after a brief stint with the government of Guam. And one of my first projects was a 30-minute news special um, that documented uh, the 21st fire cycle of the Guam Fire Department. And um, so over the course of three months, I had the opportunity to... Uh, get up close and and you know from classroom instruction to hands-on training um, right down leading up to graduation of these roughly 45 men and women um, that were part of the cycle so that special aired December 10th of last year so it's been about a year since they've been situated at their respective stations so I kind of wanted to check in on them to see how it's been going and if it's everything that it if that they expected it to be and more so I have with me joining me in studio I have um, one of two females that were in the fire cycle I have firefighter one Jocelyn Sablon Hafadé hi Hafadé Guam thanks Joan <laughs> <laughs> and firefighter one Will Stanley Hafadé Hafadé thank you Miss Joan <laughs> you don't have to do the miss Well, you know, um, first off, I wanted to kind of get into it because um, when I was doing the the project, um, I had the opportunity to kind of ask some of the the recruits, um, but I didn't get a chance to ask you two, um, what exactly prompted you to apply for the cycle? Was being a firefighter something that you always wanted to do? Was it something I know that... Um, interviewing some of the guys, they were saying that, you know, um, they had a father or a grandfather, and it kind of, like, motivated them to kind of get into the field of, of um, firefighting. Um, what was the situation for, for you both? Um, <laughs> all right, I'll go first. <laughs> so, actually, my journey to the fire department started September 11th, actually, my mom. I remember waking me up to watch what was going on in the news and I thought it was uh, you know a movie or I'm sure like everybody else did but uh, the summer of that year I had just registered for selective service so I immediately thought oh man I'm getting drafted I had no I was only 18 so I had no no idea what was uh, the draft about or anything so I started looking into the fire service on Guam but no there was nothing going on at the time so I just enlisted uh, US Air Force active duty I was 12 years in and then um Actually, 2015, I called my brother, who's also in the fire service, and I asked him if anything was going on. And he said, yes, the cycle should be coming up. So I, uh, I'm i not a gambler, so a big thing for me was that point I decided to gamble not only my family's life, but mine as well. So I took the chance, came back here, and thankfully it all worked out. So uh, proud to be part of the 21st cycle and you know, onward and upward with GFD. What about you, Joss? Um, it actually started with my mom as well. So uh, it was a funny story. Like around 2007, I was living in the CNMI, and I had applied to be a police officer because um, there was a cycle coming up. And my mom, who was working um, with the uh, 
Department of Public Safety at the time pulls me aside and she goes, you don't want to be a police officer. You're not, you're not cut out for that. She goes, but there is a fire cycle um, that's opening up. Why don't you apply for that? I think that you'll do really great. So um, I took her advice. I applied for the fire cycle, and I got um, accepted into the CNMI 7th cycle um, fire academy. So after that, I was um, working for uh, Department of Fire and EMS in the CNMI for about 10 years. Um, then I moved out here in 2015, I believe. And I was working at a private ambulance company, kind of back and forth. And then I started my first government job. And my mom calls me and she goes, guess what? And I was like, what? And she goes, oh, there's an opening. You know, there's a cycle that's going to start up at GFD. And I was like, mom, I'm 35. There's no way, there's no way I'm going to do that over again. And she kept pushing me and um, so I decided, you know what, let me try it out. Let me, let me see how far I get. And from 20, early 2016 through when they had the cycle, there was just like a long process. You know, there were so many applicants, but I was really surprised when they picked me up, and that's kind of how I got back into it. Um, so it's, it was really my mom. I could attribute that. <laughs> oh, yeah, support system. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of support system, making that um, – I guess applying for it is one thing, but then um, getting the call that you Definitely. were accepted. I mean, it's it's a decision that I think, you know, obviously you have to sit down with your family. It's it's not, I mean, you're, you're heading, your job is to go into a fire and put out a fire. I mean, were they on board with it? Were they supportive? Um, were they a little bit concerned, you know, given the profession and what comes with it? Uh. I'd say absolutely they're behind me 100%. I mean, again, going back to my older brother who was in the fire service as well. Um, so my mom going through everything with him coming up in the academy and on the job as well. So she just, uh, so, you know, when it goes, she reminds me again to watch out, be careful. My wife as well, our children, 100% behind. And uh, again, you know, I'm proud to be part of, this, part of the fire department and, I think it, it, it is a cause of stress for a lot of my family members. Mm -hmm. um, my parents, my dad still calls me up every single day mm -hmm. when I'm at work and tells me, okay, be safe, you know, um, call me if anything. And um, it's it's pretty hard, I would, I would say, to, you know, say goodbye to the kids in the morning knowing I'm not going to be back for 24 hours. Oh, yeah. So it's a bigger sacrifice, I would say, on my family than it is for me. Um, and I, I know that they worry a lot, so um, I, I, I kind of give them props. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. And, you know, it's not exclusive to the fire service, so mm -hmm. being active duty, the longest I was away was a year. Wow. So, you know, I, I know my wife has it, but just being being home essentially, but being away at the same time is, I guess, harder than just being in another country completely and just having to deal with that, so... So when you when you head into uh, I guess class for the first day, um, is it kind of like you know like when you are you anxious, oh um, nervous, a little bit of both? 
I think I cried before coming <laughs> on the first yeah. day. I was just, you know, the whole process, I just couldn't believe it. I kept thinking there was a mistake. There's no way. There's no way these guys actually selected me to join the fire cycle. <laughs> so that first day, I think I was up at GCC before they opened up. The, oh, no, I'm sorry. And it wasn't GCC. It was at uh, the DNA building. Nice. I was there pretty early. And it was pretty nerve-wracking to kind of go in and... I had gotten in the elevator. I went up to, was it the fifth floor or the tenth floor? So it took you roughly like ten minutes to get to the fifth floor in the elevator. So I had gotten, (laughs) I went in, I went in, I got in the elevator and it went up. And then when I got up, I I exited and I was like, you know what? I'm a recruit, so I don't think I'm supposed to use the elevator. So I got back in the elevator (laughs) and I went all the way back down to the ground floor and then took the steps off. It's actually quicker to go through the stairs, believe it or not. (laughs) I I was so nervous that first day. And it was just amazing to to finally, like, you know, come into the room and oh, they did. They called my name. So they oh, were nice. expecting me. Because <laughs> I, I could imagine it would be like almost like a first day of school kind of thing where um, you're excited to see who's in your class, so to speak. And then um, and then like once you get the ball rolling as far as like introduction and, and then, you know, hit the ground running with as far as like training and everything. Um I know that we were there for classroom instruction. I know that, you know, there is a, a set, I guess, as far as, like, discipline and oh, everything, yes. which, definitely. I know, I definitely saw. And I think that was, in doing this project, you know, I I had so much respect for you guys just because of, like, your work ethic and teamwork. And, um, and then, like, seeing you guys, like, go from classroom then to hands-on training to like skill assessments and everything um when you start on the first day obviously you don't see like graduation because it's you know so far away it seems so far at what point do you like start you started to see like gr- graduation in the horizon I, for me personally i think it was just maybe a couple of days prior because i took the whole academy experience a day at a time because and that, that's just me for life in general. I don't mm-hmm. plan too far ahead. I just, uh, you know, get over today and then we'll, you know, we'll get through it. I think when it finally hit was probably about um, a week before graduation. That, oh, wow. Graduation's just around the corner because we had been doing so many things. We were testing. We were doing our skills. We were... we were um, Your certification. Yeah. We were yes. out working on the, on the trucks. We were trying to finish all of our... Um, um, our firefighter... Firefighter 1 um, course material. So everything was just kind of coming at us all at once and finally it was on that last day i think it was the day that we had gone to um the race raceway oh yes yes it was that day that was like our final day out on the field and you know it was after that it was just all graduation prep so it was it was probably about a week before graduation and we even up until the the day of graduation we were rushing to do everything we were having like final practice that morning with some of the guests already in the room you know so it was quite a quick experience towards the end. <laughs> was there um, any point during the, 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 the academy where, like, you wanted to quit? Or was that, like, not an option for you? Like, you were going to get through this? Um, well, I would say for me, quitting was 
just going back to what I gave up to actually come back to to the island was uh, quitting is never an option. So just going back to taking everything a day at a time, it kind of helps me to compartmentalize, I guess you mm-hmm. can say, and just say, okay, I, I'm going to do this today. Tomorrow I'll worry about this, which is not procrastination in a sense. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, prioritizing and then we'll get through it. So, but quitting was was not an option. I don't think it was. Um, I think in the beginning it was admittedly hard to, to get up every morning and come to, to the academy and be in class and, and, you know, the whole experience because they're trying to instill discipline and trying to get 45 people to think alike and move alike. Yes. So um, that was hard, but um, I, I don't think I ever came to a point where I felt like I wanted to quit. I just... Every day that I showed up, I felt like it was such a great opportunity and experience that I, it, that kind of overshadowed anything that, that was going to bring me down that day. Do you think it helps being in such a big group as far as, like, I know, you know, when it came time to studying, cramming for, for tests and, and things like that, did it help having a bigger group versus, like, maybe, like, five of you in the, in the cycle or something? It's definitely hard to get um, 45 people to agree on an answer. If, if we were doing our, you know, or studying and everybody had an opinion about what, what the answer should be or an argument as to why that wasn't the correct answer. So I think towards the end, we ended up just kind of like breaking in, breaking off into right. small little groups and, and studying that way just by the squads that we were assigned to because it was just to have a whole study session with all 45 of us. We were, we were taking quite a while to get through a lot of the the material but we also had a lot of support from our cadres um you know they were they were not just there for the instructional time they were with us pretty much throughout the whole process um our cadres did instruct all of the classes that we took so um you know after hours if we needed help they were available to us you know oh yes you know i guess at the end of the day they take the hat off and then it's um but, you know, going back to discipline, yes, it was uh, absolute. <laughs> <laughs> and, do you, and it became almost like you're, I know, like, when you're in a group and you're all vying for, you know, you're at the end, the end game is, is you know, becoming a firefighter. Did it ever become, like, competitive? Or was it all, always we're supporting, supporting one another to make sure that all of you get to the finish line? I think in the beginning it might have been a little bit more competitive. You know, everybody came in thinking, oh, they had an idea of what it, what this experience was going to be. But towards the end, it was more like a family. It was, um, we were all going to finish this together, you know. Yes. And nobody was going to, to veer off and do their own thing. We were all going to make it together, and it was just going to be all of us standing on that stage, just as proud as everyone else. And, you know, and... I think that's part of the academy structure. You know, that's what they try to instill in you and that, that brotherhood or that, that bond where no matter what, you're able to turn to these people regardless of, of what your issues are. So towards the end, I feel like, like we accomplished that. We became a family, and it, it was more about let's, let's all do this together. And that was what brought out a lot of our, our pride, you know, was that we could all stand up there and... Um, go through that and, and oh, yes. come out at the end 45. 
45 in and out, so that was... Yeah, that was, that was, that was the saying. It was 45 in and 45 <laughs> out. <laughs> and, you know, and then on the day of uh, graduation, um, and then finally getting, you know, pinned, standing in front of family and your fellow, fellow brothers and sisters, I guess, what kind of feeling were you feeling in that moment? Like... <laughs> <laughs> For, uh, you know, and it's uh, kind of... Uh, bring up tears now but just my brother just pinning the badge on me was a tremendous honor so and then chief two chief nicholas said man you got big shoes to fill and i remember saying that to my brother like man and he says no brother blaze your own path so that's uh i take that i take that to heart i take that with me to work every day and it, with, with this profession i struggle to call it work so it's it's really what i uh I don't know. I, I guess I would say I was born to do it. I, I just love love the profession. So Will's really an awesome fireman. <laughs> you should see him. He's really awesome. Oh, no, no. Because <laughs> I think, it, I, I forgot which um, firefighter it was, and um, he was saying that it takes a certain kind of person to, to, to be a firefighter. You know, you just can't just, like, you know, out of the blue say, you know, I'm going to be a firefighter. It has to be something kind of like... In, you know, instilled in you, like, because it takes a certain person to want to go into a fire. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, you know, same with like, you know, police, the, the, you know, being a police officer. You know, um, and because the stuff that you, you know, see and and stuff that you know, mentally, you know, emotionally, um, that kind of weighs in on on, am I am I able to handle like such a profession? Mm-hmm. So, you know, once you graduated and you went to your respective stations, um, were there nerves heading to your designated station? Oh, yes, Absolutely. definitely. It's got, now that's got to feel like Absolutely. a first day of school kind of thing. <laughs> that definitely, I mean, it took it took a while for me to not stand up into, <laughs> and pop into attention when my captain, my house captain, walked oh, yes, into yes. the room like, you're a firefighter now, you know, you know, you don't really have to do that every time you oh, yes, walk yes. into the room, and, you know, and it, it really, it took a long time to break those those habits that we, we had formed in the academy, and um I think much to the amusement of the senior firefighters. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it 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 was um, it was scary. It was scary coming out and and being pushed into the field, and now you're you don't have the safety of the academy and your cadres and that comfort that you've kind of grown into over the 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 time frame of the academy, and it was um pretty scary but I think over the last year it's turned into an amazing experience to be out in the field oh yes it's a you know big credit to our academy and then also now our respective stations all the training all the time they're putting into us so um, you know I do take time to thank our OICs and just the senior firefighters for what uh, what they're doing for all of us so um I would say it's competence, but also confidence too. That'll take you where you need to go. Definitely, we've we've had um, a lot of great mentors out in the field. Um, when we were sent out, you know, when given our station assignments, um, it was kind of just like 
all right, I've got all this knowledge, and, and, right. and here I am <laughs> at your front door. Let's you know, what do you, what do you want me to do? <laughs> and it was really the station crews and uh, your OICs. Um, job to kind of mold that you know and, and and take all of that that stuff that you had learned on paper and 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 you know get you to working with your hands out on the field and, and they did a really great job you know um my crew personally was very patient with me um, you know i think it was it was odd for them as well because then it was the first time that they had to work with a female in a while you know um so it was it was a lot of learning in station three um but yes, my 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 um, my crew did spend a lot of time to help me through, you know, and and train me and and get me to the point where where they were comfortable and I was comfortable to be out on the field, you know, on the medic without a senior firefighter to to ride along, <laughs> you know. Because you know when you go into it too, I mean, you here you are this you know new new firefighter and then you have. Uh, firefighters that are that have been like you know over I mean like decades mm-hmm. in the service, so I would assume that they would have a lot of uh, wisdom as oh, far as like, yes, yes. And do you and are there moments on the down when there are downtimes? Um, are there moments where you just sit with them and you know kind of talk story in terms of you know do they do they offer? Some, I guess, advice. Oh yes, like absolutely, this. absolutely. They have, um, um, you know, because we spend so much time. We spend so much time um, with them. You know, it's basically your second home. So they turn into a family. You know, your family, and you eat together, and you you train together, and you do all these activities and stuff together that you form a relationship and a bond with them too. But. Um, yeah, there's a lot of times where, you know, we can sit down at the kitchen table and, and they pass off their experiences, especially after a run, if I have oh, any yes. questions. Mm-hmm. Or um, when we get back from a run and we can, you know, sit down together as a group and go over what could have been done better, you know, and, and um, what we need to improve on. So it's, it's it, it becomes almost like it's, it's, it's not... Um, criticism mm-hmm. you know it's 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 your brother or your family member telling you like hey oh, yes. you know we got to keep safe so you know next time heads up keep an eye out for something like this and it's always a learning experience i know you guys are at um busy stations did you expect it to be as crazy as i mean a chaotic maybe like on the because i'm of the stations that you're at was it did it like kind of were you overwhelmed like on a day where it just call after call run after run um well being that we both are in busy stations i'd say you know we kind of expect it Mm -hmm. but uh you know you kind of you kind of just don't expect an easy day you just just show up to the station and then carry on with your day yeah you know and then whatever the next morning brings you know whether you had a good night or a bad night or what have you it's basically it's what we raised our hand for so it's not uh 
Yeah. Anything we can complain about, I don't think. I learned to just come into <laughs> to work expecting the worst possible shift. Oh, like, yes. <laughs> and then I'm pre- I'm pleasantly surprised the next morning when it wasn't as bad as I I was oh, yes. thinking it was going to be. Um, I think that's how I get through it. <laughs> come in, I come in being prepared for 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 just having a really long 24-hour shift. Because there are times where I will. Um, when I talk to to people that are on shift and I'm like, oh wow, it seems like a, a slow a slow night. They're like, no, no, don't yes, say that. Don't yes. say yes. You're oh. jinxing it. There's no word you don't say. You definitely don't say quiet. And you don't say slow. <laughs> you don't say slow. Or it's same. the same here on like news, like news day. It's like, wow, it's a slow news day. And they're like, oh, and then there all of a sudden, right before news time, like, you know, everything happens. But, you know, um, in talking with, you know, good days and, you know, you have your bad days, how do you find or what do you do to to decompress you know because obviously you you don't want to necessarily take that home Mm -hmm. um you know here when after a rough news day you know there's a few of us that will stay back after the newscast has ended and we kind of you know kind of talk about like some of the stories that happened during the day and Believe it or not, there's like three of us that will stay back and we will decompress playing Pokemon. <laughs> so, Pokemon Go or Pokemon, you know, like the Poke the Poke your... stuff and everything. Yeah, I'm one oh. of them. So we'll you know we'll right stay on. to kind of yeah. decompress. So is there something that is there something mm-hmm. that you do to kind of uh, decompress? Um, de-stress? Well I go to jujitsu class, so mm-hmm. but I mean I've been doing that for years, so it's it's uh or go to the gym. So, as far as decompressing, I think really what I do is I talk to my wife. Not necessarily about what I did, but just mm-hmm. you know, she's my. If you're feeling something. Or, oh yes, yeah. yes, and then that's the first thing I'll tell you too is if anything's bothering you, make sure you have somebody to talk mm-hmm. to because we do go through. Yeah. You know the uh, unthinkable. So. I I kind of. Um, I can't wait to get home. I just to kiss my baby, you know. Um, but I do. I I I um I talk to my husband a lot. So um, my husband lives in Saipan, um, so we don't see each other very often, but we talk every day. So um, I speak to him, and um, you know, if I have a particularly hard shift, um, without getting into details, you know, I I talk to him about what made it so difficult for me and. Um, he's been very supportive, and then I spend a lot of time with my kids. So I do notice that if I come off of a, a hard shift, um, I'll kind of take my kids out and do something with the kids, and I'll use that to kind of just, like, you know, mm-hmm. take some of the, the heartache and, and that comes along with the job, you know, off my shoulders. And I think that's probably the best way for me to do to handle you know, one of the questions that I always ask anyone that comes in to do um, the podcast is, how do you find, because, you know, everyone is busy these days, and it seems like, and we were talking about it earlier before we went on, is time seems to be going so fast. Like, this year just blew by. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. And, uh, you know, there's, it's just like there's not enough hours in a day. How do you find balance uh, between work and, and family, because I know you know you have you both have kids. I know your um, will your kids you know are involved in sports. Oh yes. I yes. guess how do you f- find the balance, or is it something that you're still kind of, um, f- you know, trying to find? Well, if if I had a rough night and uh, we have sports later in the day, so mm-hmm. I just take a nap in the morning, 
and my wife's an absolute uh, soldier. I guess when it comes to getting everybody <laughs> she's, around, she's a she's such a sweetheart. Like yes, <laughs> sometimes she brings us stuff at the station, and I'm not even at the same station. <laughs> she's up at the she's up at our station with like snacks or food. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> and well, it's not even a side thing. It's hilarious. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. So as far as balance goes, she's really. You know, I don't have enough uh, words to say, but that's that's kind of how I get through. She makes it so I really don't have to worry so much about what is going on. I just need to be present, mm-hmm. and I'm really working on you know being present and saying, "No, babe, I can. I'll get them. I'll do this. I'll do that." So it's a small way to pay her back for you know 17 years now, almost 18. So. I think with myself, it's like I just I just love spending time with my kids. Like that's just that's the only thing that I kind of plan for. Like I get really excited over over small things, so movies at the museum and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I love those things. So if it's something that I can do with my kids, I'll make sure that that's my my priority when I'm off of work. So if it takes like coming off a really long shift or a hard night, taking a little nap. Um, and then being up all night with the kids, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I'll definitely do that. Um, and uh, I think it's 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 being with with GFD or over this last year. It's actually made me a whole lot more hands on as a mom um, because uh, since we have such odd days off, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you're off in the middle of the week. I'm able to go pick up my kids from school and take them for a little snack after you know and then hang out with them for a few hours and um i can't hang here very long i'm like usually asleep by eight (laughs) before eight before eight i mean you know so um i think it's something that that you just have to really make a priority you know i mean there's a lot of days where you feel you like you just want to go home and you just want to sleep the whole mm-hmm. day and then you got to get up and go to work the next day but you really got to you know force yourself off out of bed and get ready and okay kids what are we going to do today <laughs> cuz i would think too that the the your scheduling and just the profession alone it makes you kind of appreciate time mm-hmm. that you have with your family a little bit you know a little bit more um, especially with 24-hour shifts and, and oh, you know, yes, sometimes yes. being, you know, called in on your RDO to, to cover, you know, someone. Um, do you, and like you mentioned, your families are super supportive and everything. Do you have, like, seeing your your journey from applying to now, is there anything that you wish you would have done differently? Maybe, like, apply I mean, given that the cycle didn't, you know, wasn't offered until like later. But I mean, is there anything that you would have done differently in terms of like from training to now? Uh, for me personally, I I wouldn't, because I, I feel like if I did anything different, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel the same way. I I. I, I kind of look back at it and and during the mix of it all it was really hard to you know some days were harder than others but looking back at it now it kind of seems like it went by pretty quickly and oh yes yes hindsight it wasn't easy but. <laughs> it definitely wasn't easy but looking back at it now it seems like maybe it wasn't as bad as i thought when we were in it you know oh, yes because i have to admit like when i think maybe it was the first week you um you all were out on the stations and it was, um, 
I was visiting a family member at GMH and I was in the emergency uh, area and an ambulance pulled up and I, th- I think, well, you were actually one of them and it was like a couple of you, the, the new guys that came out and it was weird because it was almost like a, I guess seeing you all go through like your training and the academy, it was almost like a proud like mama bear moment oh, right <laughs> where like when you see it <laughs> and you're awesome. like, Oh, they're you know they're they're you know and, and I know like one of the the one of the guys saw me and they thought that I was still sh- like doing something for the special like no 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 it's not for the special I'm here <laughs> actually visiting someone but it was just like to see you know come full circle like from training until and then seeing guys out in the field it was a it was such a great feeling you know like like you the the community is in good hands like seeing you guys go all through like the training. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I hope I hope that that we do Guam proud, and that that um, every day we continue to do our best for the the people of Guam. And you know, for you know, I know that there is down the line there is going to be a new cycle, mm-hmm. um, and there you know, people just like you, you know, that have wanted you know that want to be a firefighter or think it's something that they can do. Is there any kind of advice that you would offer them? as far as maybe preparing, you know, mentally, physically, because you, you know, and, and I mean, is there anything that you would offer to them? Uh, for me personally, I just, I read a lot of books and I mean, I enjoy reading books and then uh, just staying fit, staying in shape. It's all going to make everything easier. Uh, definitely study fractions, multiplying fractions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of surprising stuff on that written test. Nice. But yes, Will's right. Um, you know, don't second guess yourself. Um, I really was at the point where I was talking myself out of it. Oh gosh, I'm 35. I just had a baby. There's no way I could do this. And I just went through the motions. And, you know, if I had talked myself out of it, I would never be, you know, where I am today. And I would have never have gone through that amazing experience. So oh, yes. um, definitely hit the gym. <laughs> <laughs> run. <laughs> run a lot. Run a run lot. A yes, run a lot. Um, <laughs> those uh, chase the sunset runs are really hard. <laughs> oh, yes. You know. Um, and then just, I, I think one of the, the more important things for me was to, to kind of keep yourself in, in good headspace. You know? Yes, have a good attitude. Yes, have a good attitude and, and try not to bring yourself down because it's really hard to do that, you know, when, when you go into academy setting, obviously, um, you know, it's not all uh, flowers and rainbows. There's going to be some rough stuff and, and some hard days and you just got to keep yourself in some good headspace to make it through. I would... I would compare the academy experience to basic training somewhat, but the biggest difference is you're going home at the end of the day and you have to basically turn the switch off. So I actually thought it was easier going to basic training <laughs> because I, was, I wasn't I was home. I was in this mindset for, I forgot how long it was, but um, it definitely, like Josh said, it's, it's definitely you got to keep your, your headspace just be perceptive, be open, be... The first few um, weeks or early on in the academy, probably like the first half of the academy, there's going to be a lot of discipline and a lot mm-hmm. of of, of um, 
trying to break bad habits. You know, one of the the biggest things they tried they 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 told us was like for this to work out for you to be a good firefighter, you really have to be humble. You know, you yes. have to humble yourself because um this doesn't this job doesn't make you better than anyone. You know, you, you people invite you into their homes at their at their weakest moments when they're sick or when they're um hurting and you have to humble yourself to be able to to be effective so they did a lot of of really <laughs> publicly humbling yes. oh yeah us. i was part of that yeah <laughs> so and you know what it, it was a great experience it it, it was because it, it really did teach you that um you have to see yourself the same as everyone else you know and you have to approach everybody with respect and that will take you a lot further than than um, you know having a persona that's that's larger than you oh, know. Yes. So. And I, I would say to stay grounded. Just remember. Definitely stay grounded. You know, you raise your hand to be in this profession, and at any time you feel like you can't do it, then you know, again, you volunteered, so there's nobody holding you to to where you're at. So. You know, it was definitely an honor at the graduation when we we swore our oath. It was it was yes. it was um thank thank goodness that there were, weren't cameras like really close up because I think <laughs> half of us were crying. It was you know oh, yes. it was it was um like a heavy weight. Mm-hmm. Like the seriousness of that oath really struck everyone, and and um you know we carry that every day so. And I know that even though um, the 21st fire cycle, you know, you, you're at your respective stations and everything, do you still find time to get together, kind of, you know, talk story and um, kind of share experiences? And I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I think what's funny is that although we all like, let's say we work on the same shift and let's say um, Will and I are on like have the same days off right it's it's almost like a mini reunion every time we <laughs> run into each other even if we run into yeah, each other yesterday. like two times a shift it's like a, a mini reunion you know it's like oh my gosh oh yes <laughs> hey how are you and it, it's 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 um funny because it's it's, it's almost like no time's passed even even for um our counterparts on the other platoon mm-hmm. you know we run into each other and it's just like we picked up from um, you know, from yesterday, and it's 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 nice. Um, the wives for the twenty first cycle, um, you know, they communicate quite a lot. They gather, you know, obviously when when one platoon is working or whatever, and um, they show up to the functions if if nice. you know the husbands are working. It's you know they're comfortable, and I I really appreciate that. So our Christmas party had just happened oh, yeah. it looked fun it was fun so we had our Bravo Platoon Christmas party it was great I got to see a lot of the wives and you know um, it was it was it was like a huge family reunion it ended up feeling like a 21st cycle Christmas party oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, gigantic like family photo it was pretty good yeah so it, it's it's pretty amazing that, that from 45 strangers we've turned into to this one big giant family awesome and you know i really appreciate you guys actually i know days off are are precious especially for your profession so i really appreciate you guys taking the time to kind of come in and and just catch you know bring us up to speed with how everything has been going and um, because it's one of the things i I always wonder 
whenever I do like uh, specials in the past, I always see like you know what are you know did did they do they are they enjoying what they're doing, how are they doing you know, um, and it's always great to hear, especially with you guys coming in, hearing that you guys are essentially like enjoying being a firefighter. That's fire one of the greatest um, <laughs> things I think. <laughs> I would say so. It's you know, and in, in a sense, I guess I'm living the dream. You know, going back to just waking up and seeing you know the terrible news and then uh just wishing i can do something so that's what kind of started the the fire pun intended but <laughs> <laughs> and you know i do want to um thank um chief joyce and nicholas and of course cadre battalion chief dean again and and chief burrier for allowing me for affording me the opportunity to kind of go in and you know see you guys and, and cover and document you know some of your journey and everything um uh, and then to share that with the island, you know, because I think maybe people have this perception of, you know, like, oh, it's, it's you know, it's fixed or it's rigged or it's like a piece of cake and everything. But then when they actually see it and they're like, you know, holy crap, well, you know, was, that was, was definitely, <laughs> was definitely hard, <laughs> you know, the, to see it and then to see like. You know, on top of all the, the, the hands-on training and everything, the physical demands, it's, you know, the mental demands as far as, like, studying, getting certified, you know, tests and everything. Um, like I mentioned before, it takes, a, you know, a specific person to want to be a, a firefighter. So, you know, I look forward to maybe doing another <laughs> another re- year, another year and oh, seeing anytime. how everything anytime, and... Anytime. Um, but, you know, thank you again so much for coming in. And, um, you know, if you guys want to listen to this podcast and any other podcasts that we've had in the past, make sure to go to the KUM Podcast Network. If you want to see the special that we uh, that I was talking about first in, it's actually on the KUM YouTube channel. Um, all four uh, segments are there, and so you can take a look at what... Um, Will and Joss had to go through and along with the other 43 um, as far as like training and testing um, and see like why they are the way they are today so thank you so much for coming in thank you thank you so much much for, for listening until then adios